Today on Suited for Good, we uh, were able to talk with Corbin Catmull, who is an absolute uh, inspiration, in my opinion. Uh, great man that grew up in uh, West Jordan, Utah, uh, served four years with the Marines, uh, all while raising a, a young girl on his own, his daughter, and uh, Man, just the, the amount of resilience, uh, the dedication to uh, growing and learning and putting yourself in the, into situations for opportunities for growth. I just, I was really inspired by uh, Corbin's sense of optimism and also how grounded he was. Uh, it just felt like uh, there was a lot of gratitude coming from him not only for our Suited for Good program, but for just all the people that helped him along the way to become the man he is. And, and to see, to hear his path and also see uh, what he's, he's created of his, his life was really amazing. So I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, have fun listening to this, uh, this edition of Suited for Good. Corbin. Welcome to Suited for Good podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, so tell me a little about yourself. But where where'd you grow up? So grew up here in Utah. Uh, born and raised in West Jordan. Uh-huh. Uh, lived in West Jordan. Sh- did it all of elementary school, middle school, high school, West Jordan. And then um, shortly after high school and a couple of after high school jobs, I joined the military. And so then I ended up living in a couple of different places, um, spent some time in California, and then eventually after the military came back home to finish up with school. So I've, I've lived in California, I did some schooling on the East Coast, it's been all over the place, but I'm a, I'm a homegrown Utah boy. So. Wow, so uh, what, uh, thank you for your service to the country. Yeah. What was your, what arm of the military, did you say, did you say and I missed it? No, I, what, so I was in the Marine Corps. You're in the Marine Corps? Uh, yep, okay. served in the Marine Corps, um, had some family that was, um, served as an officer in the Marine Corps, um, just felt kind of called to it over time. Um, wanted to really challenge myself. Um, not only see the world, but I was a young dad, so I wanted to provide for a family through the military as well, which they provide great opportunities for young families to get going, and that was certainly the case for me. Yeah. Um, and then obviously wanted to further myself and my education after the military. So cool. that's kind of what led to all that. Cool. So what, what, um, you moved around a lot. Or no, you, you, you grew up almost all in Salt Lake yeah. or West Jordan. Yeah. So what was growing up like? What was family life like? Mom, dad, what, what was that? What did that look like? Siblings, what did it look like? Yeah, so I'm um, oldest of a couple of brothers um, and a pretty traditional Utah family. So I had my mom and my dad, my two younger brothers, and I was just a young, busy kid. I was involved in sports all year round. And then if it wasn't sports, it was trying to stay busy on a skateboard or mm. hiking in the mountains. Like I was very, um, just kind of your traditional route. Um, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of people that I still am connected with, whether that's through sports. I mean, I just recently went to lunch with, I think my ninth grade basketball coach. Love it. So yeah, stayed stayed close to, to the people that were influential as I was growing up. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I've, I've not everybody as I've gone throughout the my experiences knows what West Jordan, Utah is, but I'm very proud of it. So it's awesome. Yeah. 
So I love basketball. It's, yeah. I still play three mornings a week, and I'm an old man. But yeah, do you still play? Yeah, I hoop every morning. Do you so really? I get about every 100 morning? shots up every morning. So I, yeah, the day I, you, I, live in day, I live in daybreak. So the community center there has a court, and I, I'm like, well, like I an indoor court, indoor court, full sized, um, and I'm like, I got to get the most of this HOA. So that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Fist bump for those who can't yeah, see us. Have to, have to, have to get shots up every day. It's good for me physically and yeah. mentally, right? Yeah. So. Uh, just if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? So I just turned 36. Uh-huh. Um, and young, I young guy, young strapping guy. Try, well, <laughs> just try to try to keep up. Right. Yeah, you got to. Right. Um, and so it's funny, like when I was younger, basketball was the thing that grounded me as a little kid. Like I was obsessed with the jazz, like every other good uh-huh. Utah boy. Right. Yeah. Um, but I took it to another level. So I was really fascinated at like two and a half years old. So much so that I taught myself to play ball. I was been getting, sh- so putting shots up has been a thing for my whole life. Um, awesome. So yeah, still so doing still getting a hundred shots up a day? At least, <laughs> at least every day. It's what's a, it's what's your favorite? I mean, are you a three point shooter? Or what, what's your, what's your range? What do you like to shoot? The open shot. Just anything. Anything. Open. <laughs> I love it. That's I mean, my, that, right? There's like, not a shot I don't like. No, I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you miss all the shots you don't take, right? right. Cliche, but yeah. I know I like, I just love, having a basketball in my hands yeah. and, and working on your fundamentals. And yeah. I think that translates into a number of different things in life. Um, I agree hundred percent. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's great to meet a fellow Hooper. Yeah. Cause I love it. I mean, I, uh, cause I'm, I'm 40 through, I'll be 44 this summer uh-huh. and I love it. And it's like, it's, um, you know, we play at 6am and, and I just feel like it's a great way to stay in shape. Cause I don't feel like I'm working out. I'm just loving it. Right. It's just fun. Yeah, where do you so, usually play? Uh, it's just a church by our house. We live in Sugar House, and yeah. it's a there's, there's you get a group that goes together. Yeah, group and way to do it. group of good guys that play together, and it's it's a blast. It's so awesome. fun. Okay, so tell me more about uh, you know your your parents' influence on you, and and if you if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so uh, pretty traditional, but uh, it was with good expectations along the way of challenging myself in sports. Um, school was the same way, where you know if I'm not doing well there's very quick um, recognition of that and and making sure that I'm making changes. Um, being the oldest of three boys, I think it's not uncommon sometimes that you, you I don't know, the, the oldest brothers will appreciate this out there. You know, you, you're setting an example for the younger brothers and that's both good and bad. And so I think as a kid growing up, there was a lot of that being being kind of aware of like, hey, the decisions you're making or the way that we're gonna handle this is the same for you and your brothers. And so it was a lot of just kind of standard family, meet you where you're at type situation. Um, a little bit more cookie cutter. And I think for me growing up, that wasn't necessarily what I wanted. Yeah. And I didn't really respond the best to that. And so um, it was hard for me because I'm very, uh, like I, I'm very busy. Uh, I've always kind of been that way growing up. And so if it's, if it's kind of standard or or just basic, I don't, I don't tend to thrive as much. And so I think that's, there were challenges growing up in that way. Like I was very, my parents were very supportive in, in helping me stay busy. There was no question. Like I'd always have a sport or a team or some sort of a thing to be involved with. Um, and so I, I don't know, maybe it was for good or bad, but ultimately I feel like I, a lot more of my upbringing, I, I was really, I'm one of those, I try not to be this way now as a person, but needed a lot of attention as a kid. Yeah. So just being so busy. Well, I'm the oldest kid, I mean, I've got four kids myself and the oldest kid 
he kind of gets the brunt of like not you know all the expectations and yeah. like the rules and then I mean my youngest kid it's it's it seems like he's a wild kid compared <laughs> to my first and, yeah. and you mentioned you have kids yeah tell me about that how there you have you have a child you had a child you started as a young yes young father. So, so where are you at now I have a 16 year old and I have a four year old uh -huh. um, and my 16 year old just landed her first job awesome uh, which is exciting yeah. Um, and then the four-year-old just wrapped up first year of preschool. Yeah. So the, the difference, so I've been raising children for, for years now. Um, but that's been really cool. You know, as a young dad, you kind of grow up with your kids. I, that's, it's a really uh, challenging thing. It's a rewarding thing. Um, it's a motivator. It's what drove me into the Marine Corps and all of my other future challenges to try and grow and develop as a professional. Um, and just as a person, I think you're accountable to yourself, obviously, whether you have kids or not. But then when you have kids, you're accountable not just to yourself, but to them and those involved in their lives. And I think that was a really good thing for me, uh, yeah. being a young dad. So. so that was one of the motivators to get you into the Marine Corps. Yeah. What else? What else? You said you felt a calling. What? Yeah. Something it, like that. It sounds cheesy and it sounds cliche, but depending on um, depending on life. Uh, people find themselves in a position where they want more, right? And so it's whether they want to challenge themselves with school or maybe starting their own business. For me, it was I want to be a leader and I want to contribute and I want to feel like a, a part of something more. Maybe it was missing the team-based stuff from sports growing up or what, but yeah. I just met certain people along the way that were like, man, it, you should consider the Marine Corps. And it just kind of all fell in line. Um, so you'll, if you talk to Marines, a lot of that for those folks that end up joining and f have that sense of calling to it, it kind of goes like that, where circumstances in life just kind of align you with it. Um, and then just learning and understanding what it would be like for me personally and what I could hope to garner from doing that well enough to use benefits and opportunities uh, to set me up for later in life. I, I had spent a lot of time um, in the early years uh, after high school trying to f focus so much on what was in front of me and not enough in in, in, in terms of the bigger picture down the road. And the Marine Corps was really good about that. Not just from the perspective of, hey, you can do a career here, but hey, come contribute, come commit yourself, develop yourself and challenge yourself and serve. And you'll ultimately get the opportunities that you want, whether you mm -hmm. stay in or not, to further yourself. And that just translated in a number of different ways. But uh, yeah, it was taking care of a family. Um, my daughter, her, her mother passed away when she was young. so. Obviously, the Marine Corps can provide benefits, opportunities, and things to take care of a family. But not only that, where did I have some phenomenal leaders that recognized that situation and put me in a position to not only take care of her, but really perform well at a high level in the military. And that was, wow. that was huge for me. So wow. it really, the Marine Corps is a, there's a different, so the, the military in general has a, a huge sense of camaraderie. In the Marine Corps, it's a different type. It's even, it, it goes to a different level. I, I, they call it, a, they sometimes say the fabric's woven a little different in Marines, and that's a big part of it. And so to, to go in and have that kind of support to, to be able to provide for my family and both continue growing, um, it was great. I mean, that was, and that was knowing that but not knowing exactly how it would go was what led me to join. So ultimately it was, okay, this will help and this will support, um, and then really getting a sense of that. I felt like I, when I first committed to joining the military, I knew if I made a full commitment and I upheld myself to that commitment and I worked my tail off, it would, everything would take care of itself. And sure enough, it did, so. Wow. So, uh, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, I yeah. mean, the, you were a single dad and you lost 
can you tell can what can you tell us yeah about, what so can short. you tell us about that so um chloe's mom her name's chloe she just found herself in some tough circumstances um and eventually took her life and that was while i was in the military and so yeah it was interesting i was i was you know single dad and having to face big choices because the military said okay so you have options you can either get out and we'll call it a family hardship or you can stay in and we can't promise you anything but you can raise your daughter there's resources you'll get housing um, but you're in a training period for the next six months you won't have her so you're gonna have to figure some things out wow yeah so it was like another she was like six months old uh, no, so she was, was she? so she was, no, at that time, Chloe was, uh, three and a half. Um, yep. Wow. She was three and a half. So she's a little kid. Didn't really grasp much of it. Um, but big decisions early. Right. So that's a, another part of the having to, to look down the future and say, all right, what's going to be best, you wow. know, to do the right thing. So it was, it was, so you're a 20 year old dad of a three, a three and a half year old and you're figuring out how to mold your life against all these circumstances you didn't expect. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. And well, and, and so, and at the time in the Marine Corps, we were deploying to Afghanistan all the time. That was what you did if you went in. And in wow. particular, if, for the role that I had, I was, a, I got to play with the toys. So I was a small arms repair technician. I ran an armory and managed the inventory and ammunition and weapons, right? And so that was a pretty, if you weren't deploying to Afghanistan, you were on what's called a Marine Expeditionary Unit. You were floating around, porting at different countries and kind of patrolling the seas with the Navy. And so there were no really guarantees like, hey, you're, you're a Marine and you gotta go where the Marine Corps needs you. And so it was a lot of faith. Uh, I wouldn't call it blind faith because I did have a lot of trust in the Marine Corps and I met good leaders along the way. And that did come to fruition over and over and over. Um, which is why I did end up fortunately at a, at a unit in California where I didn't, I was able to stay there the whole time wow. and take care of her. So, wow. Yeah. My hat goes off to you. I mean, Thanks. that's a, that's no joke. Mm -hmm. And doing it by yourself and raising a, a young girl. I mean, wow. That's had a lot of good help from family. My yeah. parents really stepped in a lot. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were wonderful at being available to any tough decision I needed to make at that time. And that was, that was huge. Not everybody has that. I, yeah. I can recognize that. So I was very fortunate that way. Um, and they, you know, they, they obviously love their granddaughter. So they were they too. living in West Jordan at the time? Yeah. They? Same house. Then my parents were still in West Jordan at the same house I was raised mm -hmm. in. They actually moved out of it, um, down the road, but at the time, yeah, still West Jordan. And that's where I, I, they call it depping, but that's where I joined from was the recruiter's office in West Jordan. Man. So that was all from West Jordan. Yeah. Wow. So. Chloe yeah. is 16 now. Yeah, she, she just got her first job. <laughs> yep. She. How, how crazy, like if you could go back and tell yourself, hey, look, in 16 years, or as she was three and a half, so yeah. 13 years, like, you know what I mean? Like how, how, how wild is that for you to see her? It's crazy. Yeah, it's, cr it's um, well, I'm just proud of her. So she's, yeah. she's, I mean, I'm talking about what I shouldered. The kids shouldered a lot more than me, right? She lost parent and has navigated a ton of life with me. So when I say grow up together, so I, I got really proud. I did the whole dad get choked up emotional thing when I dropped off at her interview and she calls me and says, I got the job and <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's cool. You know, it was, it's been the culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance for myself and her. So it's been good. Um, it's, 
she picked a place I think that's really good for her, especially with summer. So she's working at a movie. She's working for Larry H. Miller at the Megaplex, right? Awesome. Yes. Um, she's uh, it's a lot of a lot of summer movies coming up that are going to be good. So she's excited. She's a huge movie buff. Um, so she's really excited about it. Movies have in general been a big part of my family. Uh, we have we have family ties to Pixar, and that was always big for Chloe growing up. Mm -hmm. So she loved Pixar movies. Um, it kind of, in a lot of ways, you know, people talk about Disney movies or Pixar movies grounding them. There's just this, there's something special about those movies. So for Chloe to go get a job where she gets to like be a part of that in a way, I think is good for her. That's awesome. So, yeah. My oldest is, she'll be 16 in uh, July. So she's, it, she's amazing. So gotten the driver's permit yet? She's done that got, whole yep. bit. I've, I've had those moments where I thought I was going to die, but she's, <laughs> no, actually she's really good. I honestly haven't had those moments. She's like. She's just, she's super independent. She's yeah. super driven and yeah. I'm really proud of her. It sounds like kind of like you are of yeah, Chloe and totally. it's a, it's a special relationship. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. So, okay. So you're in the, the, the Navy. How long were you in the Navy for? So in the, in the Marine Corps, sorry, which is, bad. which is Marine, a part, Marine it's a, totally fine, uh, which is a part of the Navy. So most people, most people don't understand this cause it's a little bit confusing, but the Navy is actually a, Department of the Navy, so we cut. They go hand in hand. You, the um, Marines are part of the Navy. Of Navy. Department okay. of the Navy. You got it. Got it. Um, so I was there um, from 2000. So I joined 2010. Got out right at the start of 2014. So about four years was when I was in. And I and in that time I went from I did boot camp at MCRD San Diego, then combat training um, at San Diego as well, and then. My MOS, they call it MOS, my job school was in Fort Lee, Virginia. So had a little bit of time on the East Coast in Virginia. Um, it was about three or four months. And so your daughter would go with you during that? Or she, that was when you that couldn't was see where, her? Yeah, couldn't see training. her. You got it. So it was a lot of Skype, um, a lot of video visits. Um, was she living with your parents yep, at the time? Yep, she stayed with okay. my parents, which yeah. was great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, once I got to California, definitely um, – reunited with her moved her out there um had a, it was good she had a lot of you know family and friends would fly out they would they would come visit spend time with her um we would we would come home pretty frequently um which was good so yeah they you know it was a i had a lot of good leadership along the way that they'd come in and they'd understand okay what's your situation and i wouldn't ask for special accommodation i would just tell folks you know i'm i'm gonna do whatever you ask me to do while i'm here to take care of myself and and Chloe and that always translated right I feel like yeah. whether you're the Marine Corps or whether you're working any sort of commitment if you take care of yourself and, and the people around you you'll be all right and people want you to people want to help yeah people want to help and see you succeed especially when you're you're working hard to do it yourself yeah trying That's to awesome okay so Marines for four years then what then where'd you go so, so you're 24 ish well I'm so at this time no I'm a little bit older I'm how old was I when I got out I was maybe 26 okay. at the time. And um, I get out of the Marine Corps and I jump right into school. Like I knew, I, initially I thought I wanted to do uh, like medical school and that sort of thing. So I took a couple of years and did pre-med and that went really well and it was great. Um, so I'm, I'm tackling school I'm, and I'm also working full time, right? Trying to take care of things. And as I'm getting ready for preparing for like you know, the bachelor's level schooling. I get my couple of years and pre-med done, goes well, and then I, I decide, okay, well, all right, what can I do that will provide 
decently well for an undergrad degree while I get ready for med school. And I thought, okay, I'll go nursing. Nur a lot of folks go nursing to, you know, advanced practitioner level, or they go nursing into med school. So I thought, all right, this makes sense. And I've met a lot of good Marines that, and Navy folks that have, that have gone into the, the medical route that way through nursing. Did some, did some clinicals on a, on a CNA, and that involves some nursing home uh, care, some nursing home care. And uh, I realized pretty quickly the hands-on stuff for me was not where I'm best utilized, and I couldn't give the, the level of care personally that I know people need. But I wanted to still be in healthcare. I wanted to still tap my potential in caring for patients. It just wasn't going to be I knew from, from being hands-on with them. Um, so I kind of pivoted and decided, all right, I'll go the administration route. I'll, I'll take my operations experience from the military. I'll tie it into where I've been in healthcare operations early in my career, and I'll mix that in with school. And in school, I, f I found a program at Westminster College that was incredible. I, I could brag about it all day. It's the public health program there. Um, met some really fascinating professors who I they're very brilliant and they're very um, they're great at coaching and so they help me understand here in this program you can take some skills and you can apply them to future things that you want to do and challenge yourself in a way where you look at things from a broad picture and then understand the ins and outs of how that is affected on the on the kind of granular level and so public health is a really was a really good program for me um, and at the time um, I was I was also involved with veterans so I, I missed I missed working with vets a lot um, got connected to the VA and then ended up managing this program called the vital program where it was all about connecting veterans in schools to resources in the VA and in the community um, and so I was, I was at the school working with the VA. We, we started up the veterans program at the school um, and just brought a bunch of vets together and shared resources. And I, I think if I remember correctly, that's eventually how I got connected with, with the team here. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Was I was running this program, <coughs> uh, working through school, doing the public health program. And uh, whether it was veterans that were like struggling to get out of their basement just to come to class or whether it was folks that were like, I, I still haven't submitted my claim for, the, for my veterans benefits yet. I'd work with them to meet them wherever they were at and try and just give them a sense of camaraderie and, and comfort while at school and then connect them to whatever they needed to take care of themselves and their families. Because I know how much it helped me, right? Like that was something I was forced to go navigate both while in the military and after is what are the things I have available to help me support myself and the family? And I, I was able to learn a lot of it really well, enough to be able to help coach and get the other veterans aware of those same resources and get them through school or advocate for them if they were having class issues or whatever it was. Um, and so get, and at the time, Westminster had just started their veterans center and, their, and infused a bunch of resources into helping veterans feel more comfortable on campus. So it was kind of like a preparation meets opportunity thing. Um, and it was really good because I'm not, mis I, I, I referred other folks to the Suited for Good program. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, you know, it was really connecting with people and continuing that thing that was really helpful in the military and trying to, maybe it was just really trying to hold on to that type, but building it here where I could because um, I wanted to meet as many Marines and soldiers and sailors and airmen as I could. So, wow. It's interesting as you're talking about that perspective, I'm thinking about 
where I was at because when we started the program in 2016, mm -hmm. um, uh, we mentioned before this started, we outfitted a, a man and um, he, he was homeless and, it, and we found out quickly that that wasn't the right person be to f outfit because they needed so much more than a suit. Right. They needed a place to live. They yeah. needed, you know, uh, there, there were so many other needs that, that were necessary before they needed something to wear to a job interview. And, and so, you know, I'm just thinking through, uh, you know, when we started the program, it was like, okay, we, we have this ambitious goal to help as many, many people as possible. Yeah. Who do we partner with, you know? And, and at the time we talked with uh, Westminster, we talked with uh, um, a couple folks from the, the VA. We yeah. talked to, we had some uh, relationships with uh, quite a few nonprofits, mm -hmm. just trying to find the right people that this would have an impact. And so I'm really glad to hear that like that was something that you were also doing on your side of connecting these people you had sac sacrificed for, you know, for our country and you were helping them find the, those resources. That's so I, I imagine that was a fulfilling role for you. Super fulfilling and smart on your guys' part because that community we brought together, those are folks that are trying to get it figured out, right? They were in school, they were looking for resources, they're all in the hopes of trying to get to a job or to another level, or they're just, they're, they're trying to grow. Yeah. And so when resources like that from Utah Wool Mills comes in and, and we're like, okay, yeah, look, we know that this vet, let's say Jason, has this interview coming up. Yeah. Like, let's get him connected. Um, yeah. He's been, he's just about done with his program. Like, there was a lot of that. So, it was really rewarding both to be able to say, "Hey, we've got something for you here," um, and to just watch people grow and and challenge themselves and overcome things. Everybody who goes through school or or a, a commitment or st starting a business, yeah. there's these hurdles you you overcome and you get through it because of the people that you work with. Yeah, um, and that was huge. So yeah, you're yeah. right. It was really rewarding. So how how did it impact you? What you know how how was it beneficial to you in your life? Oh man. So you 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 were nominated or something that you re, you received yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me about the experience coming into the shop. Like how? Yeah. Just tell me about the experience. It's awesome. So uh, a little bit nostalgic when I came into the parking lot, right? Even okay. pulling in because initially when I first came in, it was like man. This is a real place to get fitted. Yeah. Like, this is cool. It's cool. Um, so it, today, driving in the parking lot again. It brought back it like seven years, I think. Seven, seven something, years? Something like that. Um, and so what had happened was at the time I was um, getting ready to do my master's program. Um, and I'd been accepted into Johns Hopkins Business School for their, their healthcare administration program at the time. And um, I was looking for a job to complement that. And I was getting ready to interview at the University of Utah Main Hospital with the surgical services team. And this kind of came up. And I can't remember exactly who told me and got me connected to it, but they knew I had an interview. Yeah. And so they were like, you might qualify for this. Go see if this, they, these guys will suit you up and you can go do this interview. And like, I'd really prepared. I, I tried to prepare for things really well. And I felt confident and thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go do my best in this interview. And then this came along. and. When I got here, I thought, okay, like I've been to a couple of suit places. I've never even heard of this place. I did my research a little bit. And I was like, okay, these guys fit people. And these are, these are everybody. You guys um, provide to a lot of people. I didn't realize that you were, you were fitting up. And so, okay, cool, I'll check it out. And when I got here, 
it was a really warm welcome. Like they were, they understand it was a part of the student for good program. They took a genuine, it didn't feel at all like, oh, we're doing this program, so we have to do this. They were really interested in where I was coming from, where I was going to school, what I was preparing for. And then um, I don't remember who the gentleman was that fitted me at the time, but he was really asking a lot of questions about how I was preparing to get ready for the interview and, and um, what kind of suit I would want to wear and what my preferences were um, to make sure that I felt aligned. And he really wanted me to feel comfortable. And that was cool. So he gave me a lot of options in terms of like, you can do this or this. And I thought at the time, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm sure they have maybe just like a suit or two that maybe is leftovers or something that they'll give me. No, it wasn't like that at all, um, which was cool. Um, they gave me some options and they said, here's what we can fit you in. And, um, and, and he walked me through like, here's, how, here's what we're measuring and here's what we're looking at and here's the kind of cut you want. And it was cool. So it was an educational thing for me um, and it felt familiar. Like there was, you can tell there's a camaraderie in the group that's, that's there when you walk in. So I instantly kind of resonate with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it was fun. Um, I learned a lot about how to present myself in a suit. Um, and, and, and for not only just my interview and stuff, but just down the road, like what, it, what that can do for you. Um, yes, it can make you feel confident for a job interview, but what it does when you go get fitted for a suit, you look at yourself and you, how am I presenting myself and how do I measure up? And, and what's the, you know, you've tried, you, you're building your confidence. And so the outward reflection of that in suit went a long way for me. Um, Got the job, of course. Yeah. Uh, got the job, um, and that led to um, a ton. That was a springboard into an enormous future opportunity. And I've had, I've been very fortunate since then um, to really earn some things for myself. And so this experience at the time that it happened, it felt like a, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Things fall into place at the right time, depending on the circumstance. And this was a huge part of it for me. Um, got the like I said got the job and that job led to other really um, big opportunities for me and so I've always kind of looked back on like how cool was that at the time that all of this fell into place that it was just the perfect timing um, so it was I feel that's why I was back I came back at a heart heartbeats notice they were like hey you know suited for good and I kept thinking you guys still have my email address <laughs> like they're not joking they you the follow-through I had a lot of respect for um, mm -hmm. and you take this program serious and you want yeah. to see how these suits that yeah. um, you guys are supporting people with are carrying out into the to everyday lives for people and so of course I was like yeah instantly come back we'll talk about it I'd be happy to thank you man yeah now it almost brings me to tears like I, I uh, when we first started the program um, we had an ambitious goal we had a number we wanted to give a suit away for every suit we sold cool but there was a lot and it was and what happened is like I, I like to dream big and think like, oh, what could we do here? What you know? And and the problem was <clears throat> having this pressure of how many mm -hmm. we were going to do mm -hmm. took a lot of the the vision away from the individual because it's not about how many can we give away. It's about these connections, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and like you said, coming into the shop and having a connection with the people that you're you're getting fitted. It's like that is what that is what is great about. That I'm proud of of our company is yeah. it's not about a product that gets pushed out it's like how do how we're just people trying to figure life out and like how do these things affect us how does a new suit you know I'd love to hear more about kind of that impact you're talking about because I feel the same thing when I when I get up in the morning I put on a, a crisp suit and I just yeah. look in the mirror I'm I feel 
you know, and and that's I'm just it's just fun to hear that. Yeah. But that that transition from the number, mm -hmm. right, to the individual is really um, is really important. Yeah. And and even as I'm talking right now, I think we need to talk further offline about you know how do we how do we reconnect better with the VA and because. Um, you know, what happened with our program is uh, with COVID and everything else, we, we, had, we, we dialed it back because uh, some of the partnerships weren't working great. And, but your story inspires me to think, you know, we need to, we need to reach back out to the VA and see, see how many more we can help that, that are in a similar situation as you. Because That'd be that's, great. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell me more about just the impact. Like when you, when you saw yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. and it was fitted and you're like, wow. You know, yeah. like what, what was that? Tell me more about that. So you hear some people say dress for the job you want, right? Um, I don't know that I've always bought into that, but I've, I've definitely felt like, and this is again, probably from the Marine Corps, your physical representation is, is, is important. Um, I remember when I was in, you know, you get a lot of military uniforms and there's a lot of customs and courtesies and regulations with that. And so um, not to take it too serious, don't want to be obnoxious with it, but recognizing that it, there's a reason that it's a suit and that it fits away and it presents a certain way. Um, and so that was important, not just from like, okay, I'm, like I said, gonna get the job interview, but I, I was looking at myself and I would, I would say, okay, like this is where I'm at and this is how I present and, you know, what are my future goals? What do I want to look like and present as, as I continue growing? Um, and as you like, yeah, some suits you can get fitted for for a while and you keep for a long time, but like, this one at the time was meant for, okay, in this big change for me, it was a new chapter of a new job and a new school program. Here's where I'm at. Like if I'm grounding myself and I'm, at, and, I'm, and I'm at this point in my life, what does this represent? And for me, it was like, hey, this, this, this company is taking this investment in you and saying, we see where you're at, what you're trying to do. We're gonna support you and, and go with it. Um, and so, you know, in looking at myself, it was like, all right, cool. So I'm. I'm a student, I'm a father, I'm a, I'm a working professional. Um, this is where I'm at. And um, when I took that job, it, it was interesting. A lot of opportunities in my school took shape. So for example, um, my program had me spending time in and out of Baltimore, right? Because Johns Hopkins is located in Baltimore, Maryland. And I was flying out to the school pretty frequently and the, the story of me going out to the school frequently caught the ear of the, the dean of the school. And so he wanted to interview me and talk to me about it. Well, of course I'm wearing my suit, right? And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, this is keeping me prepared for opportunities. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was you know, shortly after a year after that other job, a huge opportunity came, came to me and it was, well, I've got this suit and mm -hmm. I'm prepared. Uh, so it was like, it was, it was, looking at myself and okay, I, I, I present myself well, but I wanna be prepared. I wanna be ready for any other opportunities that may come. Um, and so, yeah, it, uh, it was a really, it catalyzed a lot for me. Um, and then there was even this like, <laughs> this is funny, after graduation, they did a graduation video on my experience being a veteran and then going through their program. And sure enough, the suit was there too. So like, it's, <laughs> unintended marketing, I guess, but it was more like, for me, just really good um, to feel prepared for opportunities. Having a suit and being physically presentable just keeps you ready for stuff, and mm -hmm. keeping being mindful of that's a big deal, so. You know, I, I agree 100%. I mean, we, we, talk a lot of, we talk a lot about first impression 
in our training with you know employees and everything else it's it is interesting like when when you <coughs> put on a great looking suit that's fitted yeah then you can leave the worry about how you present yourself mm-hmm. it's just you're done yeah you, that's something you are no longer having to focus on and you can just be yourself mm-hmm. and you know the, the great things about you shine through and you're not you're not worrying about exactly how you look so yeah yeah so tell me uh and thanks for sharing all that of course. tell me um okay these other opportunities that came up i mean tell me what what those steps were and where you're at now yeah all right so i go from being in the op like assisting in operations for a program at the hospital at the uh, university of utah university of utah okay. um and met some great people there um and then a recruiter approached me from a community-based nonprofit here locally, um, and he he's also a Marine. So he reached out and he said, hey, I've got an opportunity, I'd like to talk to you about it. And so I wore the same suit, same tie, um, and went to that interview, and it went really well. And it was, it was a catapult for me. I went from being kind of in an assistant role at a mid-management level to an operations director role. I was overseeing, um, quite a bit of clinics and providers and, an, and a fairly large team, like overnight. And it was a really big jump and it kind of bridged a lot of my previous military experience and things I'd done before really well with a big challenge, right? Stretch yourself and take on this big opportunity. And so it worked well. Uh, the organization is called Valley Behavioral Health. They're a community-based behavioral health nonprofit. Um, they've been here for quite a while. And then was in that role um, working with folks while finishing my school program. Um, so I was, I was constantly challenged, right? Um, did that role for about two years. Um, the company was growing at the time, and so I'd, I'd gotten a promotion. And then this was through when COVID hit. And so it was interesting because it changed kind of the landscape of presenting yourself. Like we yeah. moved to cameras yeah. and people were just wearing the button up shirts with the shorts, cause I was one of them, yeah. you know, like yeah. it was, it was shorts uh, if you were lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. it was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. So finished my school program. It was working with Valley, learning a ton. Like just you grow and grow and grow. And then um, shortly after, I want to say I got promoted. It was probably like five months after I was promoted into a regional role with that company, um, Optum, which is a part of the United Health Group. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're. They're big, they're a Fortune 5 company, um, mm. and they were just starting their care delivery footprint here in Utah. Mm. And so they were opening up some clinics and they were looking for a director. Um, and at the time, you know, I thought, man, I, I wanna know more, like it's interesting. I, I had a pretty big portfolio with this company and I thought moving to an organization with a lot of opportunity makes sense for me. And the biggest thing was that the company at the time was doing a lot of what I went to school for. So I was in, in a lot of ways just preparing for something like this. Mm. Um, and I, I found my dream job. I'll tell anybody that working for this organization, working for my, the team that I do, the people I get to work with, uh, patients that we serve, dream job. Um, and so I ended up taking that role um, in November of 2020. So went from like running clinics through COVID to then starting them up and then maybe acquiring and integrating them. So it was really challenging, really fun. Mm. Um, and then I'd been doing that for the last couple of years and it's gone really, really well. We've had tremendous amount of growth at work. So I've had a lot of opportunities afforded to me. And then 
ironically enough, about a month ago, I was promoted again. Um, so I'm in a, I'm more of a regional role and um, again, challenged, right? Um, but working with great people and just continuing a growth path. And that to me was the big thing is um, just having opportunities and being prepared for them like we've kind of been talking about. Um, not just from the physical representation of it, but confidence yeah. is a big thing. And like you said to yourself, like you said earlier, and I completely agree, when you've kind of got yourself fitted and you're ready for anything, um, you don't worry about that stuff because that stuff can be stressful. I mean, interviews and and opportunities or meeting people or big events or anything, speaking engagements, whatever they are, it can be nerve-wracking. Like even the best yeah. confident speakers, they, they've got their nerves and there shouldn't be any from the way that yeah. you look. Why add that on? Why? When, when, you could, yeah. when you can really get um, and be prepared, so. Uh, so <coughs> what, uh, maybe a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, so your youngest yeah. is how old again? So she's four. She's four. Yeah. So tell me more about her. So the situation. Yeah. So um, I so I am engaged, and we have a huge um, family of five. It's like a Brady Bunch situation. Oh, cool. So her okay. name's Chelsea. She comes uh -huh. with three kids, uh -huh. and then I have my two. Um, Ellie is with um, my uh, former wife, and she <laughs> she's hilarious. Um, she, she reminds me of a little bit like myself. Um, she's just very, very busy body. Um, she's taken to having older siblings and then all these new siblings. Um, it's been a lot of fun with her. She didn't have the same challenges, right? She didn't have to go, we didn't live in different places. Um, but she's got, she's got two great sets of parents, um, tons of family support. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been good, and and having the opportunity to to grow into a bigger family like that has been good for her. She's really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, and that age is five. Is is fun. It's that's fun. A, that's a fun age. It's fun. It's uh, fun. They it, got their personality. They're not, you know. Yeah. That's a fun age. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's sometimes terrifying because you'll catch them doing crazy stuff <laughs> like <laughs> pouring out a bowl of pouring out cereal and all the ice cubes everywhere. I mean, yeah. they're, it's fun because they're just. Uh, I love it because they're so curious, yeah. and if they're ambitious, that curiosity and ambition, it's, it's fun yeah. to see where they're learning. So, Wow, man, I, I really enjoyed getting to know you better yeah. and hearing your story, uh, just your story of resilience, and I think I, I just I really admire you for uh, just the strength to create your path, um, and especially with uh, the loss of your your first child's mother and doing all that on your own with you know with like you said your family but um, man I'm really grateful to have met you and, and be able to chat with you and Likewise. so thank you for joining me for this chat yeah appreciate you having me man thank you thank you <laughs>